was actually a law-abiding good boy, and I said, I've been forced into a death match, a war of attrition with a, a force called karma, and I said, I did not want to set that school on fire, but also I got sunburnt, and there's been other <laughs> things that have... Sunburnt? <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> I lost my luggage. I, my sun cream ran out. I've only I've gotten thirty-five one-star reviews. Oh yeah, you're on. I'm on a I'm on a cosmic battle with the force, an untamable force called karma. And things escalate. So I'm like, why'd you fire bomb an Uber? And I'm like, because you're on a, things escalate. <laughs> Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. We're taking a big risk here. I've changed all the angles (laughs) of the record. Is it is it at least recording? Can you check, please? Uh, hopefully it's recording, but I'll tell you, it's like I can't relax on the couch because I've got this stupid earpiece in and the wire's not long enough. This so if I want the camera where I want, I have to sit perched forward with a crooked back and then everyone watching thinks, oh, he looks so fucking uncomfortable. I'm like, ah, he looks... You know, like someone where they sit... Um, Someone can sit at a table and make you feel unsettled. You're yeah. like, he looks like he's about to launch and jump up and stab me. That's my have vibe. You, have you considered uh, taking any action to resolve the issue? Dude, I, I'm in like the prone position, like about to pounce on a rat. You could have longer headphones. You could have the internet. You could have... Yeah, yeah I can get longer things. But you know what happens? Is every week there's some sort of uh, obstruction or intrusion. So the guys from Hard Yarns will go... Hey, I'll come in. I go. Where's my laptop? And they've just moved it because they've been filming skits. And then they'll move. I'll go. Hey, you took my fucking stand. They go. Yeah, there's another one there. And then I'll record for weeks later and go. Oh, the other one means that I look like I'm staring down a drain. Mm. Oh, I just. Do you know when someone like tinkers with something and you're like, well, it still works. No, it still I don't, works. It's still golf clubs. I don't have people tinkering with my stuff, man. Well, it's sort of like this vibe. You know what I mean? You borrow a lawnmower from the neighbour and then you go, well, here's some scissors. Still works. <laughs> you can have scissors. It just takes you more hours. I mean, that helps you understand the lawn better though, doesn't it? See you. These diminishing... People diminish things. It was like, I heard it. I heard someone... Like, we were talking about it with the football, right? The, the Matildas. Yeah. And it's, it's just kicking a ball... It's yeah. comedy's just making people laugh. Uh, a, a, a vet is just a fancy butcher. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, a butcher that with compassion, or that's trying to. You know what I mean? It's like everything. Oh, you're an engineer. I hear it all the time with the crowd work. Engineer, so you just you, you put a vacuum, you suck oil up with a vacuum. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> you draw bridges. Wow, that's pretty fucking school shooter vibe. No, that's architecture. It's a proper profession. Yeah, but have you considered getting, like, headphones that work or the internet put in or anything that resolves the issue? Yeah, well, look, there are ways to resolve it, but what's an interior designer? A a cushion? A fluffer. A fluffer. Effectively, they fluff a house. (laughs) They sprinkle cushions around the house. Yeah. I I see, like, they'll do prints on the wall and colour thing. I I think if if you're smart, your house should have nothing in it. Minimalist. Except for a noose in the middle of the lounge. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tempting you every night, every Tuesday when you walk through the door, you think, man, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. People, can- people would tizzy <laughs> anything up if you put your, your into it. Like you'll see an Uber driver, because he's in the car a lot, he's got LED lights, <laughs> fu- fuffy dice, and he's got cushions and back massaging and a foot spa near the, the brake pedal. And uh, like, he's just, you tizzy everything up, but it's basically all the human condition. You know those Uber drivers where they would like pull up and they would have set up a full karaoke thing in the back? Oh, dude. Can you imagine like the the day after they finally hit burnout and they're like, man, fuck this, fuck these people, fuck this job. Yeah. And they pick up a, a rider and the rider's like, ooh, karaoke. And you know what I mean? Like they still have to do the, th- like they've set it up. And, and he's like, no, no, it doesn't work. It's not working <laughs> at the moment. And you go, yeah, let me have a good, I'm a, I'm a sound tech. I'm a noise player. Yeah, you know, I can fix it. And you go, no. There must be a moment where you rip it all out. Yeah. Because I often go there, oh, this is gaudy. Shit, I don't know how you sit with all these LED lights and you've got a smoke machine in the back. I'm like, it's sort of um, excitable kid that's, um, you know, when you first get a room, you've got posters up, you've got that slam dunk thing that goes into the dustbin. Yeah. Eventually, all you've got is like uh, uh, a bong pipe and some disregarded condoms and you don't even you can't even tell if it's the lounge or a bedroom you just don't care anymore dude but speaking of ubers have you checked your rating i've got 35 one star reviews <laughs> are you serious 35 one stars because i had this idea where i thought wow I must have had a few blackout drunks during the divorce and just I kept bringing them up and going, look, I think there's been a misunderstanding, one or two bad rides. I finally got access to the system. 34. How, how do you get access to the number? Where, does, where do you have the number? You can go through the app, but you know what's crazy is you think, wow, that must have been a bad period in my life a few years ago, like demerits, it's eventually going to erase itself. I checked today, 35. I got another one-star rating in the last 10 days. And I think it was because I was with comedians and I, we were chatting to the guy and then I did a joke that failed. Something about the smell of the taxi. And he seemed very... And I was like, what? You're going to indict me for one bad closer? I said, what about earlier in the set? When I was singing curry, curry, curry. You loved that. We were laughing. We could have fucking married at that point. And you fucking finger me because I, I did a smell reference at the end. It was just taking some risks. What's the number? Like how many... How many, what is it out of, out of five? Well, one star is as low as they can go. You can't give no, no, zero. No, no, but what is your total overall score? Oh, like I'm, I'm in the low fours. And what was crazy is in That's um, not America. Bad. That's not bad at all, man. No, it is bad because in America. In America. <laughs> he goes, you're lucky I picked you up. One of the lowest scores I've ever seen. He goes, you do realize you cannot go below 4.2 or you're taken off the app. And I was like, I'm at 4.23. He goes, exactly. You've probably got one, one more star and you're out. Dude, that must have been real tempting for that guy to be like, man, I'll just give him one star and get him booted. <laughs> like, I'll be the, I'll be the straw. <laughs> I've realized I'm not a dobber. I don't fucking talk to the teachers. So I stop. I don't review anymore. I just skip it. I'm like, fuck you. I don't care if it's a sex pest. You find them. It's your fucking <laughs> controls. I'm not checking the, whether the, your products are faulty. What, I work at the warranty team? I'm like, your exchange and returns is your obligation. It's like on Jetstar, I've got to let them know, hey, let you know, seat 
Row 3A. I've done a shirt and I've squished it down between yeah, yeah. between 27A and 27B. Hey, mate, there's 40 pieces of gum wedged on uh, 3A and 3B has got a bit of metal that might cut someone and end up with a lawsuit. I'm like, you do the check. Yes, I have. There's fecal matter all over the tray table because I kept picking my ass and rubbing it into bits where people would put cups. Because I was angry. I've done that before as well. Done where they what make before? you wait. Done what before? Well, you're on a flight and they go, we're going to make you wait. And then you either take a life jacket or you just rip <laughs> some electrical equipment out the back. And you go, we apologise for this today. 20 minute delay. And I'm like, I apologise for ripping the circuitry out near the toilet. And just trying to flush it down the toilet. I said, we can all be... Bastards in our own way. I'm sorry for taking what looked like an important metal thing and just shoving it down the drain mm. and seeing if it would flush out. <clears throat> I basically what happens is right. There's an element of trust. Mm. You do the right thing. I do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. That is the social contract that we all sort of buy into. As soon as they're broken and they give me a, a, a drink voucher that's not valid or it's less than the drinks, well, I go, well, now you can't trust me to not just spend my whole time trying to pull circuitry out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I thought it was a fidget spinner. I'm a very jumpy ADHD guy. I've been picking at all the wiring in this panel. And they go, well, what are you doing that for? And I'm like, well, the contract was breached when you gave me $9 and you knew drinks were 10 So I thought I, I want to relax by pulling at wires under my seat. And just ripping them out. And they go, what are you doing that for? And I go, well, you didn't have the entertainment. The screen didn't work. So I thought it'd be funny trying to get sparks and f- smoke from these wires. So I've pulled and bitten. And they go, you've bitten a piece of foam out of the seat. And I'm like, well, I had to relax some way. And I found it quite cathartic, biting at the upholstery for the whole flight. Mm-hmm. Nozzling at my teeth at all the stitching of, um, <laughs> do you know... What would they do? Wait, wait, wait. This is, you've got, like, there's a real dichotomy going on here because you're like, you're like, the social contract has been breached, but then you're also a man who's like, I have 35 one-star reviews on Uber. Oh, uh, yeah, but what I'm saying so These you things is- go hand in hand, man. Like you, I think you think the social contract has been breached quite early. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of arguments, right? So they don't give you your... You you can just walk out with your life jacket on and say, "Look, I just don't feel safe. I'll send it to you in the mail." And they go, "That's an eighty that that's eight hundred dollar life jacket." And you're like, "Trust me, I'll send it back. You guys didn't give me. You didn't have any fucking chicken. You ran out of chicken. I want to wear the life jacket to go get my luggage. I'll give you the life jacket back when you have. I've confirmed that my luggage has made it safely with Air France. That's yeah. That's fair." You go, this is called a lean. And they're going like, well, what, what the fuck? And you go, look, I will put, the, I will put this life jacket back on the, the rotating terminal. On the little conveyor belt. On the conveyor belt once I've safely secured my assets. I'm like, I'm not going to a drug deal and you get the drugs and I don't have any fucking give well, me something to hold yeah, on to. Yeah. So now what everyone should do on a flight is you should always take your life jacket down and then you keep it when they, when the, when, when they go, hey, sorry. We were, we were delayed, so we put everyone... Your, your, your luggage has gone on the later flight because we didn't want to miss the timeline, so <laughs> yeah, we decided yeah. to just fuck your whole ski trip. And I'm like, well, I just... 80 of us have got life jackets, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be sending them back to you when we get our luggage. <laughs> Sorry. Or you're going to have to go and fucking go to head office and try get new life jackets. What I'm saying to everyone, I propose you put a lean 
on the life jacket until you've confirmed <laughs> that you got your luggage back and then you put it back on the conveyor belt. <laughs> and that is what we call a fair arm's length deal, Jetstar. <laughs> so fuck you. Is that bad? Am I being obnoxious or am I being a good business mind? No, I think that's good. That's a great idea, man. It's, uh, you're securing your own collateral from the airline. Let's get that on Reddit. And you go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine that. So, so they go, look, we're in uh, Adelaide Airport. There's a slight delay. And you go, wow, bad news. I fucking lost track of your life jacket <laughs> in the terminal while I was drinking. <laughs> so I go, that's fine. Don't worry about drink vouchers because I flushed your life jacket down the toilet <laughs> in, the, in the main community hall area. <laughs> Dude, you would feel good. Why aren't people on Reddit setting shit like this up? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if Reddit's the best place to be organizing anything, but yeah, I agree with you, man. Yeah. Well, look, it could ramp up. You could mm. be actually tripping air hostesses on the way out and sort of, oh, they, they've injured their fourth vertebra. And that's probably a lot because you just weren't happy that your coffee was a bit hot. That's getting psychopathic, but still a lot of fun. Dude, but speaking of the Uber thing, mm. driving here. I did the craziest thing because I, I yell at everyone that I go past. <laughs> yell and wave. Wasn't in a great move. There was a black guy with dreadlocks and for some reason I had that impulsion. I just pulled a finger at him. <laughs> just randomly. And then I thought, oh, this is not nice. This close out to the vote, I fucked up bad. And then I had that classic, I go, I regret that. I shouldn't have done that. I was just thought it'd be funny. I'd see, you know, see his reaction. But I got caught at the lights and he turned around and it was, he was coming. And I was like, oh, be brave, be brave. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Wait, wait, he was, he was on foot or in a car? He was on foot. I pulled, I pulled a finger at him just to see if I could elicit a reaction. It got one. Right, so you pulled the finger and then you look across and it's red. And so you have to park immediately. Oh, dude, it was so terrifying. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to try You have to weasel your way out of this one. And then I'm just so racist. I'm so, like, biased. It's not an Aboriginal guy, but I assume that I'm going to have to... Confirm that I was a yes voter to this man. <laughs> and I, you know when you're hitting those those locks and you go, fuck, I wish I had a better car. I don't know if this fucking... Yeah, you're in the cab Tiva having no central locking, having to lean across, do all the doors. Oh, dude. How do you lock the boot from inside? You know, the thing is, it's just all about improv. Generally, I'm waving and saying fun stuff, but I haven't had much success fishing for reactions. This is bold, man, on the uh, on the... Suspended license as well. Oh, suspended. I've gone crazy now, dude. I'm trading <laughs> on my front console going 120. How, how, how long do you have left? It's all allegedly because what I realized is there's big problems here retrospectively if I get um, <laughs> nailed. How long, is, how long do you allegedly have left on your suspended license? Oh, dude, I am I am the king. <laughs> I, I have ghosted the whole roads. I've only got like two weeks left. Dude, this is the time. This is the time that you should not be driving, man. I yeah, told well, what, what you. This th- is like the last home stretch where you're going to get caught. What my theory was, was, yeah, now two weeks out, I'll just not even take a risk. Yeah. But then I realised two-way, you've got plausible deniability two weeks out that you didn't know the right date. Dude, no, so, that's not so, going no, no, to work. That's not going to work. My dad argued with me, I'm not saying it will work, but I'm saying there will be leniency and the worst case scenario is probably they go, oh, he fucked up, we'll give him another three months. Man, I don't know, but dude. what I'm saying to you, I'm not going to go to prison. 
No, dude, that's not it. They'll just, they'll be like, no, it's done for a year. You're fucked. And you know what's so exciting about it is <laughs> that I can, in two weeks, I can revert back to form because I'm unteachable and you've unlearnable. Not, you've not uh, stopped, man. You've stopped nothing. You've changed nothing about your behaviour. Oh, no, but I'm going to be even worse. And now I'm going to be speeding in school zones just to teach them a lesson. <laughs> it's it. This is what I said. Karma has come for me and I'm in a, the fight to a death with karma. Do you know, we always said it on the pod. What if you took on karma? And they go, well, that's bad karma. And I'm like, you only lose if you give up. Every loss is a lesson. And I'm like, oh, karma. My whole family's died in a fire. Well, guess what? Now your family dies in a fire. Now I start the fires. <laughs> and then you'll go, now I'm a fire starter and I'm lighting bushfires in bushfire season. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And I'm going, oh, what's actually happened is I'm in a fight to the death with a, a force called karma. <laughs> and I said, I was actually a law-abiding good boy. And I said, I've been forced into a death match, a war of attrition with a, a force called karma. And I said, I did not want to set that school on fire. But also I... Got sunburnt, and there's been other things that have. <laughs> Some. And I. They lost my luggage. I, my sun cream ran out. I've only I've gotten thirty five one star reviews. Oh yeah. You're on. I'm on a. I'm on a cosmic battle with the force, an untamable force called karma. And things escalate. So I'm like, why'd you firebomb an Uber? And I'm like, because You're on a, things escalate. <laughs> why'd you firebomb? You 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 fire bombing Ubers and I'm like, well, because you suspended my ability to travel, so I thought I'd suspend Uber. Is, I would take on the whole brand that is Uber. This is the greatest uh, defend defending yourself in court uh, moment, man. Like this is the strategy, dude. Getting up there and being like, Your Honor, I am in a cosmic battle. <laughs> I'm in a cosmic battle with a, a force known as karma. For a pretty insignificant traffic violation. <laughs> and you're there just dressed in a like, haphazard suit, you know, like oh, tight, yeah. kind of pulled to the side. Your Honor, I'm in a cosmic battle. <laughs> dude, it's a bit like... You know that gavel is coming down immediately. You know as soon as you say, I am in a cosmic battle with karma, it's... Sir, sit down. <laughs> it's that scene in Blow, right, where the guy goes, borders are imaginary. So basically I took a, a natural growing herb over an imaginary line and she goes, unfortunately, that herb is illegal and borders are real. <laughs> Fucking bang. You're going to jail for 15 years. Yeah, dude, you're getting gaveled immediately. But dude, you're getting gaveled so quickly that like, you're going to be like, oh, I don't know, two weeks. I thought it was this week. They're like, well, too bad, fuckface. You're losing your license for three years. You're done. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Well, it's what I always said to you. We said that it's the monopoly tantrum. If you have not been, yeah. if you don't have good, if you haven't been brought up well, <laughs> it makes sense that you end up having tantrums when things don't go your way. And basically, if I had had a clean run, and my career in comedy had just worked out and I was given money, I wouldn't have had to 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 take that machine gun to the local shopping centre. Okay, so, so, what, like, so what happened with the black guy that you flipped off earlier? Oh, dude, the relief. I was like, come on, act calm. Um, if you show fear, it's worse. So I go, sit there calmly. And then, oh, my God, the green came on. And then I was real <laughs> casual. like I was like, uh, Snoop Dogg. da 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 like hood rat, like I would have had it. Like I would have had you, man. But you know what the thing was? <laughs> Real ballsy when you when you've got the speed when the wind's behind you. <laughs> dude, dude, suddenly I had like hood vibes where I was like 
boom, the car's bouncing up and down and I'm like, gangster, gangster rap playing. <laughs> it is funny to short circuit non-playable characters because <laughs> they do not know how to react. If you walk in a shopping centre and you've got a v- Vietnamese rap and you're eating it and you're just walking past people pulling fingers and just right at their face pulling a finger, the non-playable characters sort of short circuit because... People have to react. But this guy knew exactly how to react, man. This guy started moving towards you in a threatening manner. Dude, but and you freaked he, out. Yeah, but he, 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 I also, I think he was going for a jog. I also destroyed his, his jog. Like, he was out on a jog. He shouldn't be reacting to me. He's a non-playable. <laughs> he should just keep running. It's like on Zelda, and then suddenly you've got um, the guy that's meant to show you how to get the hang gliding thing. Is trying to attack you because you pissed him off in the exchange. It's like it's not programmed. A guy, a random passerby, is not suddenly meant to chase you because you pulled a finger at him from a car. He's he's a background character, and then he's actually trying to step up to a main feat. It's insane. But he, but he did, man. He gave you a very tangible sense of fear. Dude, he scared the fuck out of me, and you know what? <laughs> He's not a, this wasn't a non-playable character, man. He didn't just not react. He started approaching the car, and you were—you immediately started sweating and regretting. Yeah, how's, how, how have I not replicated Grand Theft Auto? I'm living in a real-life video game. And, and that could have just been a boring drive to get a coffee and to set up the pod, and it actually became a real... Adventure, like an adrenaline rush. You know when you go on the Sydney Harbour and you're on one of those boats and they do turns where you think you're going to fall out? Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And look, I do feel bad because generally what I do with uh, passerbys is weird over-familiar waves and claps and kindness. Like I'm stoked to see them. Yes. I don't know what happened today. I think I was in a bad mood. No, it was a race thing, man. It was definitely a race thing. It wasn't race-based. I realise you can't... How you meant to... Put down, oh, whatever. We're not going into this area. Put down what? Well, I'm, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, say I'm pulling fingers at everyone. Were you though? Yeah, I pulled fingers at, I pulled fingers at a kid on a school bike yesterday. Yeah, what colour was he? He didn't react. What colour was he? He's a white boy. And I pulled a finger <laughs> randomly at about a 12-year-old, maybe a 14-year-old boy that was like, you know when they've got that cool vibe and he had a neck chain on trying to be cool <laughs> and I drove past and then he saw me pull a finger and he shat his pants. So that's maybe where I got the courage. <laughs> with that age gap, I suddenly thought, oh, this might be the new move. I pulled up next to a kid with Dalton in the car one time after school. Yeah. Pulled up next to this like 14, 15-year-old. Yeah. He's walking by himself. Dalton looks over at him. He looks over at Dalton and I start winding the window down. The kid freaks oh, the no. fuck out. Dalton's Dude. like, what the fuck? Dude, and what you don't realise is you are now like the local primary school, so there'll be a, a red bulletin alert and there'll be a description and go, look, we don't know if it meant he didn't yell get in the car, but we're suspicious. There's a... Your car, whatever that... was a white Swift at the time. We're going, there's a white Swift, just be on alert because he's slowing down and unwinding his window near bus stops (laughs) and school pickup areas. We get a lot of notices around our school. There's a suspicious man at the shops. There's a suspicious car. And I'm like, all of these are probably people like me that are just pulling fingers, yelling out windows. Because we got a a notice recently at school that a a lady had left her, her daughter in the car when she ran in to get milk or something and a man had tried to fish open the 
had been knocking on the glass and trying to convince her to open up the latch and then sort of jimming. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a misunderstanding. But it could theoretically be someone like me doing it as a prank. <laughs> that's not a prank. <laughs> that's not a prank to try sort of convince... Convince a small girl to let you inside. And this is why you realise you've got those... Um, the, 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 the three little pigs and they're warning not to open... or You know, like the, the wolf... And the the sheep not open don't yeah, open the yeah, door. Yeah, because the three the three little pigs. It's not about that. Yeah, but Red Riding Hood or one of those ones where you don't open your door to a a, a wolf dressed as a, a nana. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the lesson, and and this is why they go. Oh, it's so scary. But back in the day, you knew. Oh, this is a, a nana dressed as a, a wolf dressed as a nana. Don't open the latch. This day and age, you would open it and think this must be. We're going to make a TikTok together. You, you know what I mean? These these scary messages need to be out there for kids to warn them and go like, not, one in five men are pedophiles. Don't respect adults. <laughs> if you see an adult and you're alone, scream. He tried to touch me just to be safe. So you see yourself as sort of a vigilante. Uh... I say to my boys, accuse first, fact second. I'm like, if in doubt, accuse, yell at the top of your lung. There's a there's a, a predator a predator. I'm you not, see yourself as like a you uh you're you're helping children by uh by mock attacking them by throwing fingers. Oh no, I've or, never I've never mock attacked a kid. I've just you pulled just a said finger. that you were throwing fingers at them. Yeah, but that's that's because I don't like kids that are, I hate that that when I'm cool vibe that people get. Like I've got my shit. <laughs> I hate. There's nothing worse than the fourteen year old that's got his. He's got his fucking BMX and he's got his cool vibe now and he's, he's, he's listening to the right music and he's got his special pencil case that makes him cool and he's got Slayer on his, uh, on his bike chain and he's got the cool stickers. And like a boy like that needs to be nudged by the vehicle to bring him back to reality. <laughs> yeah, no one's cool. There's no elevation. And I'm like a boy like that might need to be nudged with the front of my Captiva to, to help redirect and get his life sorted. I mean, so that's the focus of your ire is is children who you perceive to be thinking that they're too cool. I just I don't like the privilege, like to be to not be humbled by life, to see that window and go, ah, <laughs> oh, sixteen, and you've got it worked out. I'm like, <laughs> time to be humbled by reality. And I am, like I said, I'm I'm up against ca- um, karma, and then I'm also fighting human egos. And I'm, I'm the man to be out there to humble a cocky 16-year-old by fighting, fighting the whole gang. I see a gang down the park. I get a baseball bat out of my car. And I, they just go, there was a random man that tried to fight us. Yeah. And I'm like, I was just trying to humble you boys. There's nothing worse than an unchecked ego. I'm doing you a favor. Trust me, that femur will heal up and you'll have a nice, healthy respect for reality. Your, your parents have done a bad job. Have some fucking humility for fuck's sake thinking you're good. Do not ever think you're good in this world, in this realm or the next. Always have humility and always, yeah, what do you do on stage? We make a few laughs. Um, are you a mechanical engineer or do you just vacuum the ocean for oil? <coughs> you're a vacuum driver. Do you fly a plane? No, it's just a, a car in the air. Driving a car in the air. Yeah, it's not bus. that complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? They, they, you know what's funny is the pilot swagger. 
at the airport and we all know autopilot was invented 30 years ago. A lot of this is projected, man. A lot of you're like this. Ch- oh, you dude, see, you see swagger. A, no, no, you see it. You see a child. You're like this 16 year old thinks he's the shit. I've got to teach him a lesson. Or you see a pilot and you're like, this pilot's a cocky fuck. Oh, dude. <laughs> Pilots to me look like real estate agents. You're standing, you're standing in a, in a, in a in baggage claim. You've got a life jacket around your neck. No, fuck. Off. And you see a pilot and you're like, this fucking pilot. Fuck I'm off. teach him a lesson. No, fuck I'm off. I'm trip him over. <laughs> Tell me they're not doing dress up. You're telling me they're not doing dress up. It's childish. You see them at the airport, they're wearing a fucking hat. I'm like, what? Do you not have tinted windscreens? I'm like, you're literally dressed up like cosplay you, you've, you've, you're dressed up in this weird sort of scarves and you've got gloves on and a hat and you're walking through Perth airport to fly Jetstar and what you basically do is sit in there and press autopilot you press a button and the simulator flies the whole thing and then you basically lie sleep and play solitaire on your phone yeah, go fuck yourself I do not like the theatrics around what they wear explain to me why they need a hat what are they, they, the wind, keep the wind out of their eyes? Like, what is it? The sun, the, the glare? I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. It's all done on the console. But would you not, uh, I don't know if I would be stoked if I saw like a pilot rocking up to, uh, like if I saw my pilot approaching the plane. Yeah. And he was just wearing a fucking Slipknot hoodie. No, you're right. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. Can I get the one? Can I get the one in the hat, please? No, you are, de- <laughs> you are dead right. It's actually the uniforms that you need. Like if you're at a pool hall and a guy brings his own cue and he's got a glove, you respect him. You know, <laughs> no, you're not going to get alone. Res- you don't respect that. But I suppose, like, I suppose. No, but you're not going to. Re- you're not going to get a home loan from someone dressed. It for the beach, <laughs> but you might. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably and, and more. And obviously, if someone comes around to play you in video games and they bring their own controller and they've got special gaming gloves, you would give them an, a modicum of respect. <laughs> so I suppose that's why they must have some dress code, but get rid of the hat. Get it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> for you, it's just the hat. What, are we being sun smart at 40,000 feet? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> What, are you getting sunburnt because you're so close to the sun? It's a dumb idea where it's like journey to the centre of the earth and we're like, we need the peak of the cap to keep the sun's flare as we weave through. Like, they're acting out like they're dodging clouds up there. And like you basically go to 40,000 feet and then you hit a button and it just goes in a straight line because they, the turbulence proves that they don't know how to fucking fly. Because I'm like, yeah, go yeah. around like the occasional shit. flight you have where the captain comes over and they're like, oh, we're going to be, uh, we've got some turbulence coming up ahead, so we're just going to be adjusting our, our altitude. And you're like, oh, that's nice. This, this one is uh, taking care of, of us, of our comfort in the back. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got the, the pilot who's up there and he's like, hey, guys, we're going to be experiencing some turbulence. And you're like, mate, we've been shaking for five minutes. Like, what the fuck's going yeah, on? Yeah, it's, it's like fasten <laughs> your seatbelts. We're going through some turbulence. And it's like that dickhead on a jet ski that just goes directly <laughs> to the peak of the wave. And I'm like, I've never felt a plane adjust. I'm like, hey, why don't we, are we going to dip the wing? Like, should we go around the clouds? I'm like, clouds aren't everywhere. I'm like, why does this fucking reckless prick have to fly through the side of the mountain of clouds? And you know why it is? Because none of them can fly. And the autopilot just goes like crow's, crow's flight 
directly to its destination. And I also think it's a money thing because Jetstar knows you burn more fuel moving those mechanics. Yeah. So it's actually better to just go up. Yeah, everyone hold on tight. 40,000 feet and just go, who gives a fuck if they throw up their fucking chicken sandwiches that were $19 each? Um, what I'm just saying, I do love that idea of putting a lean on the lean on property of the company. It's actually legal. <laughs> you should say, what do you mean it's actually legal? Well, because well, they have taken your bag in possession and until you have confirmed that it's been returned, you are entitled to take a lean up that, to that value. This is not... This is, Under the law, you are. This is completely un, unsubstantiated. If, if, someone has, if someone has your property, you can take a lean up to that value in other property until it's uh, 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 returned. I don't believe that. I don't believe this. Where is this? What That's how the law works, dude. That's what a lean is. <laughs> a lean is when someone has... Uh, like, so, so say say someone owes you $1,000, a stupid mechanic, he owes you $1,000. You can go in and take $1,000 worth of his tools and you're not broken the law. I don't think that, I don't know if it, uh, like, putting your baggage underneath the plane or even on another plane, whatever, like, I know. Look, I, I, know I know what you're you, saying because it, you, need, you need evidence that they've taken it. It is a bit presumptuous. I'm to saying go it's like, a lot of flimsy, man. There's a lot of flimsy with this. You can't be. You, I don't think you can oh, yeah, walk dude, out with the dude, life jacket on. You'd be like unscrewing the I, seat. Well, I'm just saying, you should do that everywhere. When you go to the mechanic, you should say, "Hey, here's my Captiva," <laughs> and then when you're leaving, you should take like one of their a drill bits or important bits and go, I'll return this when I know you've done a good job. And I'm like, what? And I go like, what? A drug dealer's going to just give you a taste of the drugs without money? I'm like, you give me some sort of um, whatever it's called. Custody. What's that thing called? Like collateral. Security. Like a bond. Give me a bond. Yeah. And I'm like, I want collateral up to my Captiva value. So I'm like, guess what, dickhead? I'm driving your car until I know my car's safely returned. And you go, well, that's a lot because we're just putting brake fluid in and window wipe. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't fuck around on this planet. I don't trust anyone. I'm in a fight, a cosmic fight with karma right now. And I'm not going to give him an easy win by getting asset. You give access to my asset without any fucking custody. I need a security bond. In every situation. Even Even when I'm ordering a coffee, right? I'm at a coffee shop. As I transact... For that $5, I will hold on to one of the muffins until my coffee has been paid. <laughs> until the muffins. Why are you leering under the desk and I'm going, trust no one, respect nothing. I'm like, everyone's a fucking C-bomb. <laughs> you yell that and you hold on to that muffin. And then when they give it back, go, see, wasn't that hard, was it? I felt safer <laughs> by knowing that at worst case scenario, I left with a muffin. <laughs> And I know that you've never, ever ripped me off and there's no history for this, but I'm like, better to be safe than sorry. That's why I'm a defensive driver. Like, I will cut you off before you cut me off. <laughs> You're taking the offensive driving approach. Well, do you know what I mean? Kill or so, be killed. <laughs> yeah, it's defensive driving. That's why I clip that cyclist. <laughs> defensive. This isn't a situation where you, so, like, someone's taking your stuff. Like, you're going to a mechanic, you're volunteering your Captiva. Yeah. Before they can say anything, you have ta- you swipe the keys to his Commodore. I want a hostage. I'll be taking your car, my friend. Until- I don't say, hey. <laughs> like, he didn't agree to this, you know what I mean? You volunteered your car to him. Consider this a hostage. And it's the same human being that always tells you, do you know when they, they almost got hit? 
oh, you almost hit me with the trolley. It could have injured me. And I'm like, but it didn't happen. So shut the fuck up. That's the sort of person I'm going to become. You could have stolen the vehicle. Right. Kids do it a lot. And I could have really hurt myself. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. I'm like, you didn't, so shut up. <laughs> Grow up. Shut the fuck up. Oh, and he jumped at me and he could have really hurt my back. And I'm like, well, is it hurt? Shut up then. It didn't happen. We don't work in fucking... Um, hypotheticals. Hypotheticals mm. in, this la- in this realm. And these are all lessons that need to be learned and that's going to come up in my upcoming book of <laughs> living better, <laughs> living well. Living better, living well with Andrew Wolf. So to you, are completely unrelated, the 35 one-star reviews and all the other stuff that's not going well. I am getting stitched up. I'm a great passenger. Do you know what the other thing is? What I do as the Uber, I generally try to sit directly behind them so there's a threat. So I'll time, time <laughs> no how the vehicle... Is, no one is thinking that. It's a threat, man. That's not an assumption. Oh, what do you mean? You don't think it's hard? You drive for 40 minutes and you can't see the guy because he's directly behind you? That's like holding a gun to someone's you, back. Dude, you see him in the mirror, man. Like, you look right up to the left. You, okay, got, you well, can see your What fucking... I worked out is what's the most threatening place to sit in an Uber directly behind them where they can't see your hands and you're right near their neck. <laughs> and then you sit there and go... These are all strategies I have. Like, I would never sit alongside them in the front, and I generally try to avoid where they can look back and see me. I like to be behind so they don't know if I'm eating a kebab, drinking alcohol, or sharpening a knife. But that's exactly where they can see you, man. They can see you in the fucking rear view right there. No bullshit, dude. The rear view does both sides. What? You telling me, okay, so which would you rather have? You have a guy... To the left of you or a guy directly behind you? Behind you is is uh, threatening, more the most threatening position. I think someone getting in the passenger seat is maybe weirder than them getting in behind me. Because there's there's like yeah, they're always there's always gonna be someone getting in behind you and sitting directly behind you. That's not that strange. No, not with it not with a single passenger, these are the ranks of weirdness. <laughs> Over familiar, which is the front, that's crazy. That, that the is front fucking is, psychopath. The front is crazy. That's someone from the country or someone that's lonely and that's a freak and I would immediately say, get out of my vehicle. This isn't um, Hinge. It isn't Tinder. It isn't um, – this isn't a speed dating or a uh, – it's not a youth group, fuckhead. You need to make friends outside of business transactions. Go and join a fucking craft craft community centre and do fucking make kites or whatever the fuck yeah, you guys... Yeah, you need, a, you need a fucking hiking group, my man. This is... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is not the time to be making friends. That is obviously the most offensive part of a business transaction is where they try to get a friend out of it. I'm like, no, mm. to the mechanic. I'm like, there's a reason I took your drill, Bert, and it's because this is a tr- financial transaction. Friends are for my community group where we build kites on the weekend, which is something I do. And obviously I'm not taking leans with my kite building group. We're out there having fun and I'm sharing um, bonsai wood to help other people build bigger kites. Dude, can you believe adults make kites? Yeah, it's pretty gay, man. Oh, my God. There's Even a kid, it's like a bubble machine. A kite can only capture your imagination for about an hour before you get bored with it and you're like, we need to do stunt kites, it needs to be kite surfing, or we need to swoop at people. Yeah. Dude, I've just actually had the greatest idea and this is going to be the big activity for my boys and I. It's Maggie swoop season and it's time to get the kite up and see what can be done. You know those stunt swoop kites? Right. Do you know how fun it would be 
having a battle around the nest. You've got a kite and the Maggie's swooping back at the kite <laughs> and you're, you're, you're ducking and weaving trying to get near the eggs. That is Battle Royale. We could do that for hours. I'd like to take a... Uh I'd like to weaponize a kite on the weekend, take it out, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of little uh, kitchen utensils on the side. See if you can't stunt kite that into some of the other uh, neighborhood kites. Oh yeah, slash some kites up, you know, put some holes in there. It's like that kite runner where the game is. They've got little razors, and you got to try. Uh, you got to like cut the 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 line of the other one. And oh that's how you win. yeah, dude, that's amazing. That'd be so good, man. It's a great movie. It's called like Kite Runner, and it's basically. It, I think it's set in Israel Palestine, preparing those young boys for the <laughs> conflict. And they, they they start off with fighting the Israel Palestine. They have kite fights. Fuck the kite, man. Fuck the kite. Get, get, give your kid a scissor and have him running around the park. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Can you imagine you're there with with your son flying a kite and some little fat boy runs up and clips it's it? It's like Nelson from The Simpsons. Ha, 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 ha. And then runs off. Do you remember Nelson from The Simpsons? Probably yeah. one of the best characters. The, the bully kid. Yeah, man. There's not enough people like him. They've been crushed. Like, you wouldn't actually find one of those boys anymore. They're, they're from a yesteryear. Like, You'd be hard-pressed to, man. It's hard-pressed to find them, and um, uh, it's a much, uh, much lost there. But you know what? With, it'd be amazing to see, because we obviously had the Nerf gun with Maggie's, but the next level is a kite that looks like a Maggie. And people going like a psycho having a combat with a magpie during <laughs> nesting season as you keep swooping at its eggs. I mean, that is the sort of thing that you're going to get it yelled at by community. Community don't like that. Where you go like, ah, it's so fun. The only thing you need extra to be a full redneck is have like an esky with some beers. And you're pretty much roost shooting off the back of a ute. But in suburbia. And... No one does it. And then you know the instinct is kill or be killed. Mm. Everyone denies it. You can see it, and we have saw it during COVID. You, you'll shove someone to the ground to get loo roll. Yeah, so, like, yeah. don't pretend. You're, the only thing that allows us to be nice is privilege and um, abundance because there's adequate supply. As yeah. soon as supply drops, it's a basic supply-demand thing. People turn nasty. Yeah. There is no community. It's a supply-demand curve. And we're just in an abundant, you know, like there's, it's just um, <laughs> any shortage will show the true nature. So everyone gets to act nice in abundant, a state of uh, supply exceeding demand. Mm. What I'm saying to you, it's basic economics. So then you get to die and say, I was, a, I was a good man. But if you put you out in Soweto and you're all fighting for the last bit of fucking spam, you will stab someone. So don't ever act moral. You're not moral. You just have it. The supply curve has allowed you to sit uh, above it. What are you suggesting uh, for, like, in what way should we be changing our behavior? What, 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 I'm saying, what I'm saying is it is a blessing to die honorably and, and to have that idea that you were a, a kind and gracious person. It is just a reflection of your economy. If you live in Israel and Palestine or if you live in a, a, a third world, you do not, you're not allowed to die without blood on your hands. You are forced into fight or flight survival mode. I'm saying we get to die and go like, yeah, I, d I did the soup kitchen, CEO sleep out rough 
thing. I'm like, you never ever had to get dirty because of your privilege, and you get to die and go. God, he was a good man. He gave the. He was used to give out free sandwiches. He used to do this. What I'm saying to you is, it the greatest part of being first world is we get to die with a clean conscience. No one in the third world gets to do that. Well, I think they, I think they get to die with a clean conscience as well. It's, it's a different thing. Like, oh, he, he, uh, like he fought, he, he fought for his family. He, uh, yeah, but they have moral quagmires. They have moments where they have to fuck over their brother to try stay in their their mud hut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas what I'm saying to you is, if you've got limitless money and you're a a lawyer or an engineer, you never get moral. You never have moral questioning. You never have a moment where you have to basically cut loose your, your nan for the good of the boys. Do you know that, that people have moments on a, on a refugee ship where they basically just drown their dad out the side because they're like, <laughs> the thing's not floating proper. And they go, we'll miss you, old man, but he's got cataracts anyway. He didn't really even see what was happening. He just thought it was a storm. But it was just us <laughs> splashing water into his face until he drowned. Yeah, but do you know it, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. But it would be crazy. It's fucking like, Noah's Ark, cataract man. But when you do have uh, an excess of supply, it would be crazy. Like, it'd be like, man, Jeff was Jeff was a, a real cunt. Like he had he had everything he needed, but he still stole. He, he stole yeah, everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He beat his kids. And he he stole candy that was given to them for Halloween. He took it straight out of their mouth. <laughs> that's when you've got a real dog on your hands. <laughs> Someone like me that's doing it just for sport. <laughs> Doing yeah. it for sport, taking that last uh, parking bait just for sport, pulling the finger out the side of the car out there. But I'm saying in first world, I'm normal. Where, you know what I mean? It's a fucking, um, what, what's it called when you, you, you ravage stores? Looting. Looting. Yeah. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm saying to you is it's your status and your wealth that allows you to die as a good man. No one dies a good man that, that doesn't have privilege. You're forced to be a prick. And that's what I'm saying to you. Fundamentally, no one should be judged. And that's why heaven is a fucking rot. Because it's, it's, it's your circumstance that determined, fair enough, sex crimes, murders, not ideal. But I'm saying, what about fraud and some of these other things are necessary when you live in the, you're a hell person and you've got no other fucking option than to do a credit card fraud. Because you weren't educated, you're inbred, you got nine teeth, and you got to survive on this planet. You got nine fucking teeth. I'm sorry, I stole a tin of beans. Um, man, you know people are losing interest in Israel and Palestine because they're starting to talk about how many Australians are in, are involved. Ah, uh, mate, sixteen thousand killed in bombings on Gaza Strip. Four Australians missing. Dude, <laughs> we need to find these little Aussies. Where are they? Dude, a lot of people. <laughs> the, the the current angle is always treating it like a sporting event. Who's winning? Who's that? Which was our angle. But basically, um, the brightest and strongest comedic minds have really not managed to hit this one over the fence. Like, <laughs> I haven't heard anything good. It's just scrambled. And it's sort of like when, um, when uh, someone dies in a helicopter, whatever that, Kobe Bryant. The takes suck. <laughs> Their puns, word plays, or Ari Shafir saying, "Ah, oh, good on it. Glad he's dead." Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it just—it's just so depressing about the capabilities of of comedic mind. Like, I don't have any take on this. I'm like, this should be our bread and butter. We should be in there doing Izzy Pazral. You should do an hour show on it. <laughs> People cry, laughing, going, "You sort of resolved it." But, <laughs> 
The big insight is just geography. Just someone mm. explaining where it is on a map seems to be the most share shareable clip is someone going, it's there. And they're like, fuck, it's fucking all the way up the top there. Fucking hell. That's bad what's going on, eh? Up there. Fucking bullshit, dude. you got to learn to love humans. Shouldn't be fucking hurting them, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, that, like, it's, it's, it's all a game of trying to close distance, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no, uh, it's too far away for anybody to be truly invested in. Dude, yeah, definitely. That's when they start talking about how many Australians are missing. And, and you know what? You know what I'll tell you, though? Like, it's like any speech at a funeral. It's always met with applause and rever- reverence because I'm like, even the USC fighters were like, do you know, they would, they would after their fight going, yeah, love everybody. I've had a head injury and go like, you've got to learn to love and feel and humans, everyone wants to just barbecue and have fun. And they're going some profound words from Kizamaki Balaki about love. God, he's, he's brave <coughs> to say that. I'm like, what, stating the fucking bleeding obvious? <laughs> Fuck up. But yeah, I agree with you. As soon as, um, but that's what they do with all the news. Yeah, like at first it was enough to be like, Palestine has attacked Israel. And then people were like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But it's because it's like uh, there's like Jews are kind of weird for us. Yeah. Israel Jews, they're like concentrated cordial syrup Jews. Dude, I agree with you because it's like nationalism. Like they, they can't really just actually mention pa- Israel, Palestine or Hamas. Like they have to do the Australian spin because no one gives a fuck. Yeah. They only want the Australian identity. And it goes... Jeff and Sue had to cut their holiday hair uh, <laughs> short because of fucking chaos in Europe for the flight as a result of a, a horrific war. And, like, Jim reckons there's been too much of it on the TV and it's cutting through Wheel of Fortune and sweepstakes. Like, they can never, they can never just actually address the thing because people go, like, they're aliens. Jews. They, they, uh, that's what they do at first, but then people like because you, we can't connect. Yeah, because the, the Jews are weird. the The Arabs are weird too. They're brown, and they did nine eleven, so we can't really empathize with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, Russia and Ukraine, the uh, they're both white, right? Yeah. So it was many, many months without having to mention any Australians or close no, any distance. Yeah, you got it. Now you have to do as as. An Australian man is walking across the desert to raise funds for yeah. the Christ. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know what's so bad is everyone thinks they've got compassion, but the reality is it's a ratings um, waiting scale. So it, what it's saying is like, fuck, every time we do another, another fucking bombing, people are flicking off and we're not getting Nike ads across. Yeah, they can't handle it. And they're like, dude, we've got to bring in the fun runners. Is there a school raising some money with a sausage sizzle? Let's get some fucking drone footage <laughs> of a sausage sizzle at a community hall and we'll keep these guys on the hook because they don't give a fuck about uh, these other races. That would be <laughs> dude, that would be the dream, man. The dream would be like Ukrainian AFL team uh, unable to compete. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here they are. Look, they're dressed up like your boys. It's the fucking, it's the Ukrainian bomber AFL team. Like they're dude, the, imagine. The drone strikes. <laughs> you interview the head, head of Hamas and he's, got, he's wearing a Matilda scarf. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the way to. <laughs> that would be absolutely be the move. And you sort of open up, so what is your agenda and political strife? And then you go, also, just before you leave 
Haraji, what are your thoughts of the Olympic trials? Who do you think is going to get yeah, up? Go yeah, the yeah. mighty Matildas. <laughs> and he's like, go on, Matildas. Go, Matildas. Go, mighty Matildas. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, you know, it's like um, at Olympics where they everyone has to have, they can't just do one interview. They have to do the Canadian going like, yeah, I was crying. Maple syrup. <laughs> and it's like every every person has to do theirs, man. You, you know what I mean? Like you can't just interview and go, um, Bolt, Usain Bolt, you ran fast. Good on you, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? It has to have, you have to have um, Basil Zemplis. G'day. Oh, give, we give you a good day, Sheila. We give you a big Aussie warm hug. <laughs> And a fucking prawn on the Barbie for your achievement. Good on you, Usain. Thanks for giving us time today. Anyway, I'll leave you. I know you've got another 19 countries that have to try to do a weird... Try to get involved. <laughs> oh, you're a, and they go like, you're a bloody larrikin. And then the UK, you're a rabble rouser, my boy. And they've all got, they've got to try fucking Vegemite, the fucking the interaction. <laughs> it's fucking yeah, man, crazy, dude. I reckon you could, you would still have straight just... Constant reporting on Ukraine and Russia. If uh, if there was like a, f- a few less videos of Zelensky speaking Ukrainian and he's speaking English, that's the problem. Like he created too much distance by speaking his weird language. Oh, dude, it creates too much distance, and we're unable to connect anymore. You you prefer that they do like deaf voice with like a poor grasp of the language and go like, yeah. I still want you to get him to. To speak English and do the UK no me f- me forklift. That clip could go viral. That clip, that clip could go viral. I still believe that joke has so much legs. If the president Zelensky would go Ukraine no me forklift. Imagine if you could trick him because he doesn't know English, and he keeps going me forklift. <laughs> oh, dude! But it is funny how. It's, it's the same bit that I've always said, like, when you learn a foreign language and you're Manuel and, and you're not really respected. Like, Zelensky, because his accent's there, I think, oh, he, no wonder they're in war. <laughs> he sounds like... Because he goes, yeah. we're trying to fix it and we make a good effort and try no more bomber. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, this guy shouldn't be in charge. And he's actually done an incredible thing because he's memorised all these sounds. And he goes, we make no bomber. Have a good one. Go, Matilda. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? This guy's a fucking moron. I wouldn't get him to mow my lawn. So he's operating fucking nuclear button. Get him out of there. Get me in there. But if you actually heard him in his local language, he's probably in like doing like the formula of pie. He's sophisticated. <laughs> Do you know, and I think you actually do yourself a disservice speaking in the local language. Uh, like Russia, Putin doesn't do it. You don't fucking, you don't do a lot of it. It's fucking embarrassing. You go learn my language, and if you don't, we'll bomb you. Know that, cunt. That's the that's the smart move, man. You like you invade another country, and then you. Uh you make the entire English-speaking world disinterested because you only speak Russian, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So they can't, they can't connect. They're like, oh, I don't give a fuck what's going on. Like, this has been on the news every night this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this. I'm out. Like, I'm done. It's gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. What's he saying? What? They need to figure out how to get people invested without... Uh, uh, without like talking about how many Australians, because yeah, I, but dude, I, I saw I saw an article yesterday, and it was like, here's this is the Australian man who can't get out of Gaza, and then they show a picture, and you're like, man, what the fuck's he doing in Gaza, dude? Like this is crazy. I can't I can't relate to this. More more pressing, it's um, 
it's what Carlin said. It's just entertainment. And the more pressing matter is why are mummy and daddy letting the little kids aware of finances and bigger issues? Stuff like this should just be run by the, the politics. A, a Jim's mowing franchise guy, I don't know why they're trying to get him immersed. He can't change anything. He, he just wants to go to Bali. Why are they going so hard at the paint so that everyone's immersed in wars and these things? Just say, look, it's adult time. Close your ears. It's big, big, you know, it's big per people topics. <laughs> I, I would just have that news and go, look, it's um, things are happening. You kids don't need to worry. Just know that we're going to Disneyland at the end of the year. And they're like, I see flashing at light. And they go, don't you worry your pretty little head. You just read your Thomas the Tank Engine books. Like, why are they trying to get them involved? What are we going to, what's a housewife from um, Labrador going to be able to do about it besides cry about beheadings of babies? Just go look, it's, it's adult business. It's beyond what <laughs> you need to understand. Just focus in on getting the latest sweepstakes prize. You can win a jet ski. Don't get them involved in it. Don't even tell us about the, the world. I don't even think they should have been a globe. Showing people a map was the fucking first mistake. <laughs> Giving them possibilities. People should not be allowed to travel. You should not be aware of a place called Santorini where the cocktails flow and there's Portuguese girls that might suck you off on a gondola. Maybe not a gondola there, but do you know what I mean? You should have no knowledge. You should just be sleeping with the girl you meet down at Coles. Do not fucking put hope in people's minds. It's a fucking curse. Uh, I reckon you should turn the news on and it's Ukraine, Russia, and they've AI'd your school bully onto a Russian. Oh, that's it. Like He's in fatigues. He's dressed up. That's he's, it. And he's shooting at Ukrainians. And you're like, that's my fucking, that's Greg. I hate that cunt. Fuck you, Greg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your family, your wife and Dude. children, they've been AI'd onto corpses. I love it. You, you can, know what they You need can to- invest. You, they needed to do it like in Big Short. You know the movie Big Short where mm. they had to explain shorting? And then they'd show like a, a, a bag of ham and they go like, you borrow, you give, <laughs> uh, you know, like, and they're like, uh, you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill and it, basically they should cut away and go like this. You go to the canteen with $3, you come back with 2 and then they threw a Chico roll at your head. Do you know what I mean? Like have these horrible sort of, I'd like it if it went to cartoon explanations like the wolf in sheep's clothing. So they explain, like, do you know what I mean? They explain <coughs> what Zelensky's done with a sporting metaphor or just explaining. Dude, that's brilliant, man. That's the, don't even worry about the sporting metaphor. Like, they they, they want to get us in uh, or they want to keep people interested in, like, geopolitics. Uh, don't. Don't do do a, do a real quick news update. Be like, hey, yeah, and then explain Israel it. Palestine, and then you cut to an AFL recreation of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're down thirty points, or or just a basic like, mummy and daddy are fighting, and then they show footage in the car of them arguing and going, mummy and daddy might separate, or they might get back together. We're not sure. <laughs> and then people go, oh, I get it. That's what happened when I was sixteen. Mummy, mummy ended up staying in the house, but then Jeff would visit, and they had an arrangement. That he could, Jeff could still have sleepovers on weekends. It's a mistake to, uh, it's a mistake to be like there are four Australians missing. You should flip on the TV and there is a literal AFL game between Israel and Palestine. Yes. And Pete, you can get invested. You're like, oh my god, Palestine's yes, up twelve mate. points. That's pretty good. Like we 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 can we can get involved in this. The thing they've missed a bet with, uh, and it's sports bet, right? They've got 
betting on everything, but you should be betting on the war. Dude, that's it, man. That's how you get Australians interested, man. Sports bets take doing odds on Israel-Palestine. And you've got a trifecta on a beheading. And you're like, you can't believe it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Hell yeah, man. I'm so conflicted because it's 14,000 deaths, but I've also, that's a big year, dude. <laughs> that ticket's come in. That's two grand. The news is on and it's like 15,000 dead and you just hear, oh, oh yeah. as Israel bombs Palestinian hospital. Way! first touch <laughs> and you can cash in and cash out and it's all, it's all gambling on it. And you're in there feeling very conflicted because things are getting worse and worse, but you're like, yeah, I've been betting that way though. Hi, Darren here for darrensadblokes.com.au, Australia's number one Israel vs. Palestine betting website. This week we're doing double odds on residential bombings, death toll trifectas, and up to $500 match bonus bets on beheadings. E5, C2, our new Battleship Bonanza feature game is paying out big, bloody bonuses if you can correctly pick where the bombs fall on the bombardment board. Get your bets in on this month's biggest conflict at darrensadblocks.com.au. The question is, like, we are, like I said, our privilege, uh, our morality just comes from our privilege. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we should just be betting on everything. Yeah. Betting on divorces. You should be able to bet on a neighbour's divorce. Yeah. And then as, as you hear him slam the door and drive off, you can hear two cars, yeah, go you bloody good thing. <laughs> It's fucking nuts. One more, one more. Number 43 divorces and I get the fucking quadrilla. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Fucking yeah. You hear it and and you've got to run around and confirm with the kids. He's left. Has he left? Fuck, the app's not updating. Has he left? He fucking left. That's all I needed. It doesn't matter if he comes back. The vet is valid. Even if he's just driven off and to cool off in the park. I'm getting paid out, baby. Good luck with your family. Bye. Just walk off. <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. Um, man, but explaining things with cartoon pigs and and images is so good. That's yeah, man. There's a that's a Peppa Pig episode we need, dude. Dude, they everything should just the whole TV, all news should be cartoons. Yeah, where yeah. It's, it's basically like a dog at a butcher's window, and they're explaining Putin and the the window inside is is um uh. Ukraine, and it's there's a sausage that looks like Ukraine, and Putin's licking his lips, and they go, the hungry, hungry wolf wants to sneak in and have a little treat, and she goes, oh, bad hungry wolf, and then you you can explain to your mates and go like, so the hungry wolf Putin wants to eat some Ukraine sausage. It's fucking bad, bad wolf. And then someone else go, I think he should have a little nibble of the end of that sausage. We should let him have a little taste. Do you remember those weird uh, uh, those weird 3D animations that they had years and years ago? It would be like, I remember they had one for Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like his car's there and then he's standing outside of the car and his wife is like this little 3D model like yelling at him going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should be bringing those back. Oh, my God. I know where they came from. Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Asia, they used to make cartoons of the the news. Yeah, They yeah, did yeah. actually do it. I remember, and they showed, like, the car driving off and then, and him hitting the car. <laughs> and they would basically reenact. Everything was cartoons, and it was to capture, you know, it was like anime of news, of war, <laughs> of, of, like, 
But they mainly did it celebrity orientated. But, but it would be great to see that for Israel-Palestine. Dude, that is how you keep people engaged in the news. It should all be on Peppa Pig. <laughs> and going, do you know what I mean? Peppa Pig videos going, Daddy, uh, inflation is up. And it goes, you know what? Uh, up your, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the fuck, like some dialogue. Bluey's being beheaded by Hamas. <laughs> Brilliant way because what they're doing is they get c- cartoons in a way, Basil Zemplis with his big nose, they've got parodies and silly, silly looking people on the silly morons, which is most hosts, right? A silly <laughs> moron. I'm just like you. That is actually what I realised all news hosts are silly moron. That's familiar. And you go, he's like my dumb mate from high school. That's Carl Stefanovic. Yeah, de- like all the, all the morning ones are like that. Really. Today, today we're going to be taking a, we're going to be talking to our chef, Jeff. We're going to be making a great breakfast. Oh, omelet. silly moron. But before that, we're going to be figuring out what's going on with this Hamas. Dude, and it's effectively, <laughs> they just haven't gone the whole way. You need, Pepper Pig should be that Pierce Morgan. It should it should be look. He should be dressed like Peppa Pig interviewing Andrew Tate. He'd be way better. The, the, I, I wish I knew the theme for Peppa Pig. I'm Mummy Pig. You're Daddy Pig, dude. The Avengers, and you could have it all like you know Fantastic Four, and everything would be like you know what I mean. Marvel Universe. Everything mm. would be so much funner. Where you know what I mean. Putin is an, a, a scary wolf trying to steal sausages from the butchers. <laughs> and you go, he's got another sausage. What What did he get? And it's the whole country, dude. And then you've got the, the, the China. China's got a cartoon character. North Korea's a character. <laughs> Man, betting, betting, on, betting on Israel, Palestine. So good. <laughs> oh, mate, it would be so conflicting when you got on a hot streak... Because you've, you're a cynic and you're a, sort of a depressed person and you, you're just betting it's just going to get worse and it all comes off World War Three, and you see as the bombs light up the sky and you're just looking at your WhatsApp, you're looking at your sports bet app with your eyes ablaze going like, well, I've made a lot of money, but I don't know if there's any going to be any world to spend it in. But fuck, what a bet. Torn up as you feel the radiation sort of hitting your face and you're also looking at a sports bet app with the numbers just going... Infinity dollars. I'm worth infinity as as the nuclear shadow casts over you. (laughs) That is a great ending to life. There's a big cloud in the distance. (laughs) And your kids are yelling, Daddy, we got to leave the house. The bomb's exploding and you're just staring at this uh, counter going up. <laughs> going, I bet on it. This is infinity dollars. <laughs> and then you're just basically a shadow on the wall. Like, you know that place where the volcano went off? Uh, Pompeii. Pompeii. Most of Australia, it's bombed. And most, or you, Ukraine, imagine even for the, the people struggling, it's like being able to short a stock. If you're in Ukraine or you're in Russia, but you're able, your house gets blown up, but you've got a punt effectively shorting, you're not as upset because you're like, don't worry, I leveraged the mortgage into this happening. We're actually upgrading. We're going to have a beautiful place in Russia, Mother Russia. Now they've taken us over. (laughs) You go, Daddy's hedged. Daddy hedged this scenario using the sports bet app. (laughs) So then you would have all those. Nuclear shadows, and they would look like Nike silhouettes of people looking at their phone, just <laughs> checking the sports app. 
<laughs> but um, do you know what that a comedian did trying to do a joke? Ha- hummus, Hamas. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and going, oh, I do like a bit of Hamas on my chips or some shit. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine writing that on a pad, going in and wasting fifty people's time talking about it being a dip. My God, dude. My God. Some people need a little clip around the ear and they'll get, get, get lost. Man, they found, uh, they found some fossilised remains of, uh, of these two guys like who were like huddled together uh, from, from Pompeii. Like a broke back mountain, them banging. Oh, dude! From Pompeii, was and they it were, in '69? It was a broke back, broke back man. That's that's the thing, man. They were like, "Oh, could this be? Could this be an early gay couple in Pompeii?" It was like, "Man, what? Oh, man. Like, <laughs> isn't it just two guys?" People don't realize gay was. I don't know when gay went out. It was when Christians pushed through, but it used to be yeah. fine. You bang your sister, you bang your mom, you bang everything. Yeah, those two things aren't gay, but yeah, it's true. No, but they, 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 they... Dude, it was the Greeks, dude. It was all about those Greeks, man. Yeah, Greeks, dude, but what I'm saying to you is it's only recent idea. Oh, we've progressed so much. No, we regressed and then we mm-hmm. recovered. Yeah. People have been fucking... Uh, margarine jars, whatever the fuck. You fuck anything, really. Dude, the five good Roman emperors were good because they didn't have kids, man. Because they were either they were either too gay or infertile, but they were yeah. they never produced offspring, so they had to pick successes based on merit. It's well you're not you're not confusing your life with a baby. You just deposit up into a slave's ass and keep walking. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, that's a bit horrific, but you know. No, it's, it's true, like, dude. That's true. <laughs> um, but it would be very upsetting, like Pompeii. Did, yeah, like, what, depending on what you're doing. Because they say that the, the one of the guy lying masturbating, they've got that. That has happened. The guy lying and he's jacking off. But is it? You, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're like, like, I know the guy was frozen for eternity in that position. But, like, if, if you've got a volcano exploding next to you, are you really, like, are you really jacking off until your final moment? Dude, I love that. You don't think that's, you're on a, you're on a Jetstar flight, it's going down because the guy didn't have his hat on and he kept getting glare, so he's hit a cloud in autopilot <laughs> and you've just got your dick out jacking off. <laughs> But that's that's a big call because if the plane lands, if Pompeii, if the lava goes around, I suppose no one saw, but you know you have that moment where you're free and, and you're going, we're all going to die anyway. I might as well just jack off now on seat 3A. What, what I'm saying is like the guy's lying there, right? Maybe uh, maybe hot lava touched his balls and he he put his hand down to protect his oh, penis. Yes. He was like, ah, fuck, what the fuck? What's going on? And then he and then he died. And then forever, they're like, look at this fucking loser jacking oh. off in Pompeii. Dude, and, and his whole family, they check Ancestry.com and there's a, a alarm button going, a sex pest. <laughs> That's your great-great-granddad was the jack-off of Pompeii. The fiddler. The Pompeii masturbator. The Pompeii fiddler. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Imagine if your Ancestry.com took you back to that. And you're like, oh, fiddler, fiddler. Uh, I feel like you've uh, you put your hand down to protect your hot balls for a split second yeah. before you're eviscerated by lava, and then you're floating above yourself, looking down. You're like, oh no, that doesn't look good. Oh, I hope I hope no one finds me. And then it makes and then you realize- uh, thousands of years later, you're being dug up, and you're like, please don't still have my hand over my balls. That's gonna look terrible, dude. It makes you realize that 
at the core, people are boring. Like they're all they're all joyless because it's like when you have a photo and it's flash photography. Like you should do it if you have a sense uh, and you're a, you're a fun person. You would you would do like the YMCA as a group and go. We might as well go out, you know, with a moment. Do you know, it'd be fun. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that everyone's fearful shows how pathetic they are. I mean, obviously the move is posed like Arnold Schwarzenegger in that muscle pose. Well, and you, yeah. you know, I mean, you're going out. It's your last. It's your last function and action on this earth, and it's terror. Don't be a puss. Do something fun. Do you know what I mean? Go like a weird sort of circle loop or like, you know what I mean? That muscle flex pose. I just don't think anyone in Pompeii was thinking like, man, they're definitely going to find my corpse. Like they're definitely, I'm going to be, I'm going to be frozen in time. They're thinking, oh, it's hot. It's fucking hot. I can guarantee you when the nuclear uh, cloud comes over, you'll come to my house and there'll be a perfect silhouette looking like Michael Jordan. The Nike. <laughs> You're just in the <laughs> air. <laughs> and I'll be in the air and you'll say like, God, even got a laugh on the way out. God. <laughs> we really should have, we should have given him a chance. But whatever. Now, I think there's something in that, um, in that distance thing. What? The further you are, like the less invested people can be. Like the, the more foreign looking uh, the 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 faster you need to re- resort back to talking about how many Australians are missing. It's an extension on what we were talking about, like that compassion's all driven by proximity, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, if you've got a drug addict in your family, you will expel them. But if you see a drug addict and uh, th- and the tennis club's raising money for them and they live on the other side of the country, you'll throw in some money. But that's only if they're the same race. They're the same race. Yeah, it's inverse. It's like, yeah, yeah, if they're too close to you, you don't care about them. Yeah. If your buddy Israel and Palestine, your two buddies Israel and Palestine were in an argument, if Izzy and Pally. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, fuck off, guys. You're going to ruin another night? (laughs) Fucking hell, I'm just trying to have a pint. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're squabbling about money again. You're squabbling about who gets the seat. Basically, they're they're two kids squabbling. You're at Sizzler and they both want to be on the stool closest to daddy. And I'm like, but you know what I mean? Like, it is proximity, right? But only to a point if they remind you of you. Yeah. If it's another nationality, then you have to cartoon it or they have to wear a Matilda scarf. And I've found a general disinterest in the Australian populace for the whole Israel-Palestine thing. It's not a big deal. They were more interested in Ukraine, Russia. I agree with you. That's because they look, yeah, they look just like us. But man, like, do you, do you think Cyprus and Lebanon and Jordan, like, do you think they give a shit or are they like these fucking assholes? Like these the, these neighbouring countries? I think they care more because they look more like them. So it's I like, think, no, I think those ones are too close, man. Those ones are like, fuck off, these cunts always arguing. That's like the proximity is too much for them. Yeah. Cyprus is, is just across the water and they're like, fucking hell, man. Like I can't sleep. I'm hearing bangs. This sucks. This is my dumb understanding of it. It's like two kids squabbling. And the real move is for the adult to take the Nintendo Switch away from both of them until they cool off. So I'm like, I don't understand what happens is mummy at the front's arguing with Palestine, daddy's arguing with Israel. And I'm like, what daddy really needs to do is lean back, take all the land off and go like, enough! Daddy has the Switch now, shut the fuck up! You sit there quietly 
and you'll get it back when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you need the US to go in and go, get the fuck out of the land, all of you guys. You're a fucking disaster. You're going to bed early. Get in there, Israel, get into your room. Palestine, go to bed. Do not raise your voice to daddy. I'm like, why is daddy in there going squabbling? He's driving the vehicle and he's got his hand behind the seat trying to grab the switch and yeah. give it to Pas- Palestine, give it to Israel. I'm like, take the switch off them. Israel and Palestine need a swift slap across the knees in the back seat. <laughs> you need to take the Nintendo switch off these squabbling children and then they'll be grateful. And you go, okay, it's another hour in the car ride. Are you guys willing to share this now again? And they go, yes, daddy, yes, yes. Uh, what I'm saying is, is it's weird to me that global politics would invest in in micro politics, you know, like mm. a micro activity. You should be able – and it's because they, it's because of patriots and national – because they feel like, oh, no, they don't see themselves as an adult. They think that child is them. So they're like, no, this guy represents us. Mm. That one represents us. And I'm like, no, just – Scold both of them, send them both to bed without dinner, and I'll move in there and set up a, a Disney park, a wet and wild in the Gaza script. Do you know what I think is really strange? Is like uh, yesterday I saw uh, I saw an article about how Israel had bombed a, uh, like a residential building. Yeah, which I thought was, it was very confusing to me because like we're on their team, right? Wow, well, mate, all of it's confusing. But why are they bombing a residential building when uh, when they're the good guys? What about if you did this? You just go in the Gaza script and you build a free water park that everyone can play with and everyone just calms down. Oh, dude, that's that's very Roman, dude. Like a bathhouse, man. That's the modern bathhouse. <laughs> it's a wet and wild. When you've been on the tube together and you go on the slip and slide, the tunnel of terror, are you going to end up going to get angry? You've had a great day. You've had free hot dogs. I don't think they eat meat, whatever, but maybe. <laughs> and then <laughs> you get slushies. What I'm saying to you is have some events there. Send Tina Turner. I think it's Tina Turner dead. To be fair, when, the, when, the, when Palestine attacked first, man, they attacked a trance festival, <laughs> like, which is pretty funny, man. Imagine these guys like, like, like just raving to DJ Tiesto. <laughs> Dude, t- you know how you fix this? You put a helmet and a bodysuit on Taylor Swift. You send her out there. She does a free concert <laughs> in the Gaza Strip. And you go, like, if she performs for two hours, you guys have to fucking stop. And all the wives are like, it's worth it. You know how hard it's to get a ticket? Taylor's coming in. She's going to be on that rising stage. I'm saying if you sent Taylor Swift there and she did a four-hour show, free of charge in the Gaza Strip, most people would go, you know what? It's a fucking once-in-a-lifetime chance to see the Swifty. Let's fuck morals. Fuck religion. Let's watch her sing. I'm a ball and chain or whatever her fucking song is. What's this song? Uh, oh, man, I don't know. Shake, shake something. That's the one I remember. That, that's like 10 years shake, ago. Shake, shake, shake. Shake it off. Shake, shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But, man, like, how, how long did Hong Kong get, dude? Like, that was that was, uh, that was was a few years ago. The protests got a, a, maybe, a, maybe a month. Yeah, no one can protest, dude. They've been, like, taken over. It was, a, it was a hostile takeover, but the distance is too much, man. They look nothing like us. Yeah, and the protest... No, but it had been agreed by us we were going to give it freely after a certain number of years. But you know what the thing is? But, well, hold on, hold on. But, but the certain number of years, it's not over. And then also, Hong Kong 
uh, Hong Kong were protesting by the million. <laughs> yeah, but you know what happened? We're like, no, we can't, we can't pay that much attention to this. It's too, it's too confusing. The rabble have no impact, and that's why they shouldn't be um, confused and upset with mummy and daddy business. You know, <laughs> they should be just kept with the cartoons because. At the end of the day, do all the protests you want. Eventually, it's just a community group for you to have an activity. You literally mean fuck all. And I'm like, they shouldn't, mummy and dad, they should not know if daddy's lost his job. I'm like, I don't understand why the the populace has any idea about geography, countries, and opportunities. They should not, people in Australia shouldn't even know about Rome or London. I would keep it out of schools. People should think that your life begins and ends at the factory you work at. You don't need to have, oh, one day I'm going to see the Eiffel Tower. It's fucking, it's not good for your soul to know that there's other things out there. You should just know that it's all about the community hall. I think it's a way better idea and it's way cooler to uh, get them involved uh, through uh, through allegory, like, uh, like oh, yeah. sports bet or or games. Do you know what you games. should do? They need more of this wife swap, but... Done, run by governments. Wife swap just to like get people aware of more cultures. So uh, an Aussie housewife sent into Israel, <laughs> a Ukraine swap, and then you get to try the different types of sausages and how they do laundry in a bucket. You do in a washing machine, <laughs> and you come to know there should be more wife swapping. Don't you think? Hell Six yeah, months. Dude. Six months. Your wife sent to Russia. You know what? She comes back a changed woman. <laughs> She hugs you. I'll tell you, you've never had a hug like that when she returns at the airport. <laughs> Where they stun gun her out of customs and she runs to you. And I've never been embraced like that by a human being than my Israeli wife swap. <laughs> Dude, and the saddest moment sending them back. Your Palestine bride who's lived the lap of luxury, she's had an adventure world season pass, loving life. Oh, you do. That's the cruelest thing of all, man. That's uh that's <laughs> that, that's giving the World Vision kid uh the KFC ultimate feed. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's and then you're like, "Oh, it, it's like that bit like like what I was I was we we're done with the cancer where you make a that's wish. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's but the ultimate thing. Then, then you've obviously the make a wish is amazing until you're coming back for the make a wish and then it's the <laughs> cruelest thing you could do to a terminally ill person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one last trip at Disneyland and then chemotherapy for the remainder of their their time on this planet. It is actually cruel. And and it would be the same with your Palestine wife swap because you would eventually have to drive it to the airport and go like, trust me, I've been watching the cartoons. It's calmed down a lot. Peppa Pig's not as angry. <laughs> yeah, 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 Peppa yeah. Pig. Peppa said Peppa Pig's fine. sleeping now. Peppa, Peppa said Pig's almost sorted. <laughs> I've watched the last few days and Peppa's he's overeaten and he's fallen asleep. Uh, Putin Wolf has fallen asleep after tasting some of the sausage and he's gone away for a while. That we're in the ad breaks now. You're good to go back. All right, so let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Picks of the week. Dude, i got to check how much money I've lost. Yeah, man, dude, where's, uh, uh, how's, how's T, oh, dude, TPD's done nothing again. That's oh, crazy. Dude, you, know what, you, know what, you know what the, the crazy one is WCA in the 70s now. Oh, dude, does that mean, oh, we could, you could have invested yesterday as well. Fuck, dude. Oh, no, but dude, I could have. I got in an eight cents, dude. I know, but you got out at 16 cents. Why don't you hold on? 
Well, you know why? Because uh, patience eludes me always <laughs> in my ADHD. I actually have the right moves, but it's very hard to to remain committed when you wait at a bus stop and you see 90 buses come past, wave at you, pull a finger at you, and then drive on. <laughs> Who pulls a finger at a stranger just passed by? It's a sicko. <laughs> Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts. 